Welcome to the Power Podcast with Pastor Vince Holmes in the Zion Temple Community Church. Our goal is to proclaim the message of Christ, observe and obey the Word of God, win others to Christ, equip the church with tools of victorious living and empowerment with opportunities to use God-given gifts and talents, and lastly, release rail-rounded, spiritually-minded individuals into the community and the world to share the good news of Jesus Christ. This is the day the Lord has made, and I will rejoice and be glad in it. Again, I am here to declare that God has been good to me. What about you? Can you say that God has been good to you? If that's your testimony, type that in right now. Just type good to me. And while you're doing that, I want to say thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. First of all, thank you for you being here today. I believe that God has a word for you. And secondly, I want to thank those of you who spread the word, those who volunteered to help us with our vaccine and veggies um, day on yesterday. We were able to serve people with fresh fruit and vegetables as well as give them inoculations, uh, the vaccine of their choice. So thank you as we continue to try to stomp out this um, COVID variant here in South Central Los Angeles. Thank you and keep praying for us. And you know what? Let's all be safe and do what we do. So do this for me. Grab your, your phone, whatever it is that you listen to, your electronic device, and turn with me to Mark chapter 4, verses 35 through 41. Here's what I realized as we're going to talk today about how to survive the storm. I realized that in life, most of us are either just coming out of a storm, in the middle of the storm, or about to go through a storm, about to enter a storm. But we're all going to experience storms in our lifetimes. There's just no way around it. And guess what? It's okay because God uses storms and he is such a wonderful God that um, he can handle the storms that we're in right now or getting ready to go in. So read with me Mark chapter 4, verses 35 through 41. And it reads like this. And the same day, when the even was come, he saith unto them, let us pass over unto the other side. Now, if you're not afraid, highlight that right there. Let us pass over to the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him, and he was in the ship, and there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awake him and said unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? Can't, hear, but hear, can't help but hear James Cleveland, when that goes. And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. 
and the wind ceased, and there was great calm. I'm going I'm to stop right there. No, no. And there was great calm. And he said unto them, why are you fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, what manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for your grace, your mercy. Now, Lord, as we open your word, I pray that you would speak through this unholy man, that you would speak a holy word. Lord, not only speak through me, but speak to me. And we'll forever give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. In Jesus' name, amen. So as I, I, I was reading this, and I began to say, let's identify some things that will help us learn how to overcome storms in our lives. Because as I said earlier, we all are going to go through storms. So the first thing that I want to do is remind you and call your attention to, to overcome storms or to go through storms successfully. Don't forget to, one, recall any instructions or recall God's promises. It says uh, in the first verse that we looked at, as we look at the destination, Jesus said to them, he gave them the instruction that said what? Let us pass over to the other side. And so when we recall the promise or recall the instructions that said, let us pass over to the other side, if God has initiated a plan, as he says, let us pass over to the other side, you can bet your bottom dollar that his plan is going to happen as he intended that the destination will be on the other side. So don't forget to recall the instruction or recall the promises of God. Now, the challenge is that God doesn't, and I haven't experienced ever that God has fully given me the details during the journey to the destination. Can you relate? If you can relate, just type in the word no details or the word details. I mean, it would be so much easier. I tell God, Lord, it would be so much easier for me, me if you just told me everything that's going to happen. That's what I think, right? But the truth is, a lot of things, if I knew they were going to happen, I would change my direction on this journey. Amen? Can I get an amen somebody? Type in amen if you think you would do the same thing. So the first thing we want to do to get through um, the storm is to recall the instructions or recall the promises of God. Also, next thing, remember that God is faithful. The word of God says, faithful is he who hath called you and he will do it. Our God is a faithful God. The word of God says he's not like man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should change his mind or, or repent. So whatever God says, it is that he keeps his word. Amen? So God is faithful. Recall the instructions or the promises of God. Remember that God is faithful. And also, notice this. In verse 36, it says, there were also others on the journey. There were also some other little ships. 
Here's the thing. Here's a, here's a nugget. Know that you are not the only one. What the enemy will do to us is isolate us and make us feel that no one can understand, no one can relate. I'm the only one who's been through this. Now, the truth is there are some times where maybe no one in your immediate circle understands. Maybe none of them have been through exactly what you have been through. Um, I was talking to, to a sister yesterday as she called and she was telling me some things that happened. She recently lost her daughter. And it was a conversation I had with her husband. And what typically happens when people lose people, other people who haven't lost people will say, I know how you feel. And the truth is, you really don't. Right? And even if you've lost a parent, a husband, if you've never lost a child, you don't know how they feel. So it's a small club, right? Well, it's a large club. But oftentimes, we think that we understand um, someone, a friend yesterday, yeah, last night, we were texting back and forth, and um, my wife has recently had a rotator cuff surgery, and she can't really use her arm. And so one of the members of our church um, a few years ago had surgery on her shoulder and couldn't use her arm. And so she was saying that how she understood what Roz was going through. And I, my response to her was, you know what? I thought I understood when you were telling me what you were going through, but the truth is I really couldn't imagine what it was like and the need for assistance to do anything. And so oftentimes we, the enemy will tell us that, you know, you're the only one. Well, you may be the only one in your circle, but you're not the only one. There were other little ships there who were in the same storm that Jesus, I mean, yeah, that Jesus and his disciples were there. So know that you are not the only one. The word of God says in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, there has no temptation overtaken you, but such as is common to men. Meaning, hey, you're not the only one. This has happened to other folk as well. But God who, who is faithful, there it is, God is faithful, will with the temptation, what? Make the way um, to escape that you may be able to bear it so that he will bring you through it that and give you the strength that you can endure it. You are not the only one. So if the enemy is telling you and you're feeling like you're the only one, remember that you are not the only one. So remember the instructions. Remember the promises of God. Remember that God is faithful. Know that you are not the only one. Here's something else you need to know. Remember this, that a storm does not mean you are outside of the will of God. Check it out. How did they get into this storm? Whose bright idea was it that said, let us go to the other side? It was Jesus's. There were in obedience to what Jesus had told them. Sometimes, even in the middle of your obeying God, it will bring you into circumstances that seemingly or actually are literally overwhelming you at the time. So just because you are being overwhelmed, just because there is a storm, does not mean that you are outside 
of the will of God. In fact, you can expect resistance or something when you are actually in the will of God and when you're operating in, well, operating in obedience. Charles Stanley often says, obey God and leave the, um, the consequences up to him. So know that just because you're there does not mean that you're outside of the will of God. So don't let the enemy, you know, trick you and cause you to feel guilty when you've known, when you've rehearsed the promises, you know that you're where God wants you to be, and the enemy says, well, if you were here, then this wouldn't be happening to you right now. Hogwash. It's not true. Not always true. You can be in the middle of God's will and in the middle of the storm. They were there because Jesus had invited them to go. Verse 37 says, and then arose a storm. Check this out. Sometimes storms come out of the clear blue. They're unexpected. Other times, there may be signs of the storm. The wind may have been blowing. It may um, have... You know, water begin. it says that the boat began to take in water. So the waves began to come big. Now, check this out. These were experienced fishermen. They had some experienced fishermen. It wasn't their first storm, but the storm was so bad that they thought that they were going to die in the middle of this storm. Not only did they think that they were going to die, it says um, that they, this boat began to take on water, but... Uh, let, me, let me come back to that. Here's another nugget. Remember that God is present even when it appears he is silent. Amen. God is present even when it appears he is silent. The word of God says that Jesus, was, he was in the same storm with them, right? But where was he? Since he was underneath, he was asleep on a pillow in the middle of the storm. So it was like he wasn't even around, and they were doing all that they can do, the experienced fishermen who now think that they're going to die, and Jesus is down there on in a pillow. Here's another thing to remember to get through the storm, that God is not disturbed nor threatened by storms. God is not disturbed by storms. It does not change his character. It does not change his ability. The God that you serve is in the middle of the storm with you, amen, and is not, his character does not change because of the circumstances that surround our life or because of what's going on, because of the storm. It does not catch him by surprise. Jesus knew when he said, let's go to the other side, he knew what was going to happen between um, the point A and the destination of point B. He knew that the storm was going to come. So he went to sleep, and he wasn't bothered by it. That is our confidence that it doesn't catch God by surprise. He's given the instructions. You recall the promises. Remember that God, God is faithful. Um, and remember that even God is there even when it appears that he is silent, that he's not caught by surprise. And remember that a storm does not mean that you are out of the will of God. So they were so taken by the storm, they went and woke Jesus up. This is how you know how disturbed they were. 
They wouldn't woke him up. And this is what they said. They didn't say, hey, Jesus, we're going through a storm right now. They were like, get up, Jesus. Don't you care? We're about to die. And the word of God says, let me stay there for a minute. How would we interpret that? God, where are you? But God, you said, this was your plan. You ever been there? But God, I was trusting you. Come on, my friend's mom used to say, come on, Jesus. I'm trusting you. I'm obeying you. I'm doing what I believe you've called me to do. And I've got, I'm going through all of this mess, all of this hell right here. Oh, I'm sorry, y'all, 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 y'all never, you've never been there. You ever been there? And you're bold enough to, to tell the truth. Just type in the words. Been there. Been there. And he said, you know, we get that. I thought your plan for me was whatever it was. Here's another thing. Here's another thing to help you get through the storm, how to survive the storm. Be open for the unexpected. Be open for the unexpected. Jesus wakes up and he speaks, peace, be still. All of a sudden, there's calmness. Now, can you imagine that? You're in the middle of this storm. You think you're about to die. Jesus, you wake Jesus up. Hey, don't you care? You know, Jesus comes up and he says, peace, be still. And all of a sudden, there's calm. The sea becomes calm. They looked at each other, looked at Jesus, and they said, what kind of man is this? What? Here's, here's another thing that will happen. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord. Know this, that when you're in the middle of the storm, when the storm is over, you will come to know God in a deeper level and way that you had never known him before. So they said, what kind of man is this? They had experienced something in Jesus that they had not experienced before. And it, I believe that it drew them closer in relationship and gave them a, a new hope and new, new courage and the ability to trust him even more. What kind of man is this? So expect the unexpected. I know they wanted him to do something, but trust me and believe. I don't believe that they thought about the idea that Jesus was going to stand up and say, peace be still. And all of a sudden, it was still. The water was still. What kind of man is this? And finally... This is kind of strange. Keep going to rehearsals. Keep going to rehearsals, you said. Yeah. Roz and I met over 30 years ago, and we both used to sing in this choir um, called L.A. Mass. Uh, so we, I remember our, the first album that we did, we were rehearsed on Monday nights, and we would rehearse and rehearse and rehearse and rehearse and rehearse and rehearse and rehearse. And rehearse so till the songs became second nature to us and the parts. I remember dreaming 
of songs and Donald Taylor directing and yelling and all, all of that stuff to bring to this thing. But even though we had been to rehearsal, we had to, when, when the performance came, when the concert came or the recording came, even though we rehearsed and it was ingrained within us, we had to follow the director because the director reserved the right to change the order of the song that we had rehearsed. He had the right to do whatever he wanted to do. Our job was to know what was being in rehearsal, but to follow the direction of the director. And I said, keep going to rehearsal. Not that you're going to choir rehearsals, but keep going to rehearsals. Keep, keep rehearsing. That's what I mean. Keep rehearsing in your mind what God has done in the past. Sometimes you have to rehearse. In fact, you can only rehearse what you've already done, right? what you've already known. So sometimes rehearse what you know. Maybe in those days they, they would rehearse, the disciples, if they were going to rehearsal, they would rehearse that they'd seen Jesus heal lepers. They had seen him turn water into wine. Lazarus raised from the dead. We have rehearsed knowing that Jesus was raised from the dead. And maybe that's too, you know, um, Ethereal for you, too, too distant for you, too Bible times for you. Uh, so what about your own life? And I thought about here some of the things at Zion, some of the things that we can rehearse um, um, in, in my mind. And just quickly, I jotted down, down a few. We have a family called the Bell family, and they had a son who had some heart issues that things were, he was born with some things backwards in his heart. But God, oh my goodness, who was a great athlete, he played and could have fallen dead, but rehearsed that Jonathan as well because of the grace of God. Some of us can rehearse that bills have been paid, that, that God has kept us paid during this COVID time, that God has been there and kept things coming. It wasn't the EDD that supplied. It wasn't a stimulus package, but the, some of us got absolutely nothing, but God kept everything going. Some of you are able to rehearse that college tuitions have been met and paid. Jobs provided in the middle of pandemic, down payments uh, provided, cars given, sickness healed, substance abuse being delivered from. I don't know what it is, but I dare you to begin to rehearse the things that God has done in the past in the middle of this storm. Because what will happen is you recall to your mind, as the prophet Jeremiah said, this I recall to my mind, therefore I have hope. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not what consumed, so we are not overtaken in the storm because we recall the goodness of God. Recall the instructions. Recall the promises of what God has done in your life. Remember that God is faithful. Know that you are not the only one. Remember that a storm does not mean you're outside of the will of God. Remember that God is present even when it appears he is silent. Know that God's not disturbed. His character is not altered by the presence of a storm. He's not threatened by it. And be open for the unexpected. And you know what? Keep allowing your mind to go to rehearsal. Let's pray. Father, I thank you that you have equipped us with your word that will get us through the storm.
and that you are in every storm that we are in. And God, deliver us from the mindset that we have to go uh, get out of storms. Allow us to grow in you so that we will know and experience knowing you in a deeper level as you bring us through the storms to get to the final destination of whatever it is you've called us to be. And so, Lord, I pray for those who are in the middle of storms right now who feel like they cannot make it. Lord, I pray that you would give them hope as some are grieving, literally loss, loss of loved ones, loss of jobs, loss of homes. God, that you, uh, loss of plans, loss of what they thought was the future. Lord, reveal yourself to them, strengthen them, and just be real. And we just bless your name and we thank you. Put people in their lives that will, will, lead, will hold them up and lift them up in prayer. And we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Maybe you're in the middle of a storm right now. You're in the middle of a storm right now. We want to pray with you. Maybe you've experienced some loss. Maybe you just got some news that has shattered your world and turned it upside down. It's okay. It's okay to be unglued. It is okay not to understand. It is okay to have be in chaos. Let us walk through that chaos with you. Let us show you the love and power of the God that we serve. If that's you, would you just send us a prayer request to online at ztccla.com. Online at ztccla.com. Tell us your story or write the word prayer and we will respond and hook up with you and walk with you through whatever it is knowing that the power of God is able to give us victory and to bring us through the process because you know what? The destination was the other side. God bless you and thank you for worshiping with us today.